The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. On 6.30 Chet Afternoons, are Canadians drinking less beer in favour of consuming cannabis? Some numbers from last year show national beer sales falling in several provinces with, with the provinces that had large networks of cannabis retail stores, including Newfoundland, Labrador and the Three Prairie Provinces. Yeah, that includes us here in Alberta. To take a closer look, we're joined by Dr. Rebecca Haynes-Saw, Assistant Professor, Department of Community Health Science at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Hainsaw, welcome to the show. Hi there. Uh, How much do you think we can read into this? Well, I would caution as a public health scientist that this data is just associative, right? So it's correlation, not causation. So we have to kind of take this with a little bit of skepticism because there may be other variables going on in the population. You know, that being said, I think this is showing an association uh, that is sort of remarkable and strong and is pointing us in this direction but we still need a little bit more research in order to figure out what exactly is going on. Remarkable how? Well, I think you're seeing that where there is presence of cannabis retail and that was scaled up in availability, uh, that's showing beer consumption rates declining. Uh, and we, we see this type of substitution effect or what we call an, an ecological association between two behaviors in other contexts. For example, in the United States, we've seen in some uh, states that legalized medical cannabis, they saw an association uh, in a drop in opioid prescribing prescriptions Hmm. that people were filling. So, you know, we see these things going on in the population. There's other variables at play, but it's really interesting because we think there's a relationship. Do you think that there is, um, there's a connection to maybe people thinking that cannabis might be healthier than alcohol or it might be better for you than alcohol? Yeah, I think there's a a range of reasons for what I would call the initial novelty effect in the first year of legalization. So people are eager to try something new and different, whether it's for health reasons of a substance they're using non-medically, whether it's something that they've wanted to try but haven't because of the legal status, or whether they're using it for maybe a what I call like quality of life or relief mm-hmm. um, as we do with some substances, right? Like some of the drinking we do and some of the other substance use we do is not um, just for fun. It's to unwind and blow off steam and handle stress. I'm not endorsing that, but that, that's a behavior that most of us engage in. Oh, and I would suggest that's a huge part of it. I mean, you come home from you know, from work and maybe you pour yourself a, a glass of wine or a, a, an ounce of whiskey or, or whatever it is and you sit back and it, it almost becomes like part of a habit a part of your your decompressing throughout the day and maybe you know people are just switching over and doing this instead um i think that's interesting yeah i think so because there are you know negative health effects associated with more than moderate drinking so most of the guidelines will say if you're having more than two standard drinks per day for a man and one for a woman you may have elevated risk of things like um, high blood pressure or mm-hmm. cardiovascular disease so 
perhaps people are thinking about this if substances are integrated into their daily life it's a harm reduction approach right like how can i reduce my risk i and and i wonder what might happen um with the introduction of edibles you know when we you know a year from now or two years from now when we look back at the numbers to see what happens because i think there's a lot of folks who still can't wrap their heads around um uh, smoking or or vaping cannabis whatever way but maybe think that um you know ingesting edibles would be more appealing would be even more appealing and I wonder what impact that that will have have you thought about that at all yeah I think that's a really great thing to follow and I think you're absolutely right one of the successes of tobacco control policies and public health has been uh, shifting of people away from smoking and in our lower risk use guidelines we do say like smoking is probably the most harmful way of consuming cannabis mm-hmm. so I think many people are eager to try edibles for that reason how, how far do you think the shift could go away from alcohol well this is one thing that people ask me a lot because you know alcohol is by far the substance associated with the most harms the harms to self and also what we call like social harms in terms of violence and motor vehicle accidents and aggression so people say well once we legalize cannabis won't it just become just as harmful as alcohol but I really feel that alcohol is ubiquitous because it's so culturally ingrained in so many things that that people do. And I don't think that cannabis is going to reach that status, but I certainly think that what we're seeing in the data shows people are open to trying and really want to um, experience it. Yeah, alcohol has become, um, you know, it's become a part of our our celebrations. It's it's become a part of our relaxation. It's becoming, uh, you know, when we're upset, you name it. I just don't think cannabis is as socially acceptable I, I no problem no problem saying that it's not as socially acceptable uh, as alcohol yet yeah it's not there and and with these cultural shifts like when we we change smoking laws and then people sort of stop smoking in in public places because of laws and and social norms that takes about a generation to take mm-hmm. hold so i think we really want to see where things are at about 10 years from now <laughs> with these substances you have uh, called this uh, shift a public health win why why would that be Well, you know, I have a mentor um, who is involved in pushing forward cannabis legalization, an academic mentor, and he he always says, you know, if we look at the evidence we have today, we'd absolutely make alcohol and tobacco illegal substances, and we'd legalize cannabis. (laughs) So just, you know, what we know unbiased from the evidence about how it's used and what the the harms are, uh, it really is lower risk, and and that's hard for us to wrap our heads around, but but that's the status of what what the public health evidence shows. Yeah, interesting, and again, this was just uh, looking at beer and cannabis. I'd be curious to know about, um, you know, spirits and wine and the impact, you know, and and the, uh, you know, how that has flushed out as well. Has that, has cannabis had an impact on the drinking of of those items as well? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. These are also associated with certain lifestyles or activities or economic brackets. So maybe beer is kind of ubiquitous and is reaching, you know, uh, sort of like the, the masses for recreation, but maybe wine and spirits have a bit of a cachet with dining out and with, with other classes of folks who might not engage in cannabis. Interesting. Dr. Rebecca Hainsaw joining us this afternoon. Thanks for this. I appreciate your input. Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. Have a great evening. So what do you think about this? Um, 
this is what they're saying that um, just some numbers from last year showed that national beer sales, and we're just talking beer here, as I mentioned, we're not talking about wine, we're not talking about spirits. They looked at beer sales, and those beer sales fell in um, the large in the provinces that had large networks of cannabis retail stores. So. Newfoundland, Labrador, the Prairie Provinces, including Alberta, um, not so much in in the other in the other provinces. Um, they said it was less strong in BC, where cannabis was available for legalization much more freely than in the rest of Canada. Yeah, it says beer industry statistics show that sales fell sharply in 2019. Fell sharply. Um, in Alberta, for example, December 2019 sales of domestic beer in bottles and cans down 6.4% in December in December of 2018. So, have you switched out and and yeah, you know, you don't have to put your name on it if you don't want. Have you have you uh, moved from beer or or wine or 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 spirits in favor of cannabis? Um have you tried it? Maybe you haven't t- tried it before. Are you uh, using it now on occasion? I- I'd love to hear from you. Was out on uh, on Friday night and was uh, out with my husband. We went to um, to a bar over on the south side in a place that our, our son manages. And we were sitting there up at the bar and uh, I was having an old-fashioned and because you guys know that I like my bourbon and was sitting beside two younger guys. They were in their 20s, actually, because I asked them. We got into this big conversation about, about booze and pot. And, um, and they had a couple of old fashions as well. The bartender was making a specialty one and we're like, okay, yeah, well, I'll try it. And so um, while they were drinking their old fashioned, um, they took a break. They went outside and they came back inside and uh, they said, oh, yeah, no, we just uh, we had a joint. We were going outside to, to, to have a, a puffer or two on that. And I had got into the conversation with you. Well, how much how do you balance how do you balance that? Um, and, and it sounded like they were more more cannabis users than necessarily um you know, sitting around drinking old fashions. And I also thought it was really interesting about um, about drinking and, and using cannabis at the same time. And I was I was curious to know about, you know, those impacts and, and how you do it. I mean, I think there's there's folks out there like me um, who who uh, like to have a, a drink, but would be somewhat terrified um, to, to go out and and uh, have a puff of a joint as well because you just don't know how that would react. But they were very much in their 20s, uh, late 20s, and they, they would rather um, smoke than, than have, have a drink. I just thought, I, I thought that was interesting. I know that that um, is becoming more common, and I think it's becoming more common with um, our younger kids, um, you know, our kids in, in high school and, you know, our, the, our teenagers and, in, in, and into our 20s, whereas I think about, you know, the 80s when I was going to, to high school, and again, it wasn't legal, I get that, but in... In the 80s, I mean, the thought of weed was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, the thought of, you know, you know, snitching a, a Mickey of gin or something was enough to worry about you and getting, you know, get you all worked up because you thought you'd get in trouble. And, and to be honest with you, we didn't drink a lot when I, even when I was in high school. 
We didn't. I know some kids did, but but we didn't. Not that it was a goody two shoes or anything. You know, come. You know, we did a little bit as we got older, but it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a big thing for us. I know for other people it was. Anyway, let me know at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Um, I think it's. I think it's becoming just. Um, I think there is less of a stigma around it, and I think more people are becoming more comfortable smoking, certainly with it legalized. Um, it, it's just still funny for me to, you know, be sitting beside a guy, and he goes outside and, and has a joint, comes back in, and and we can talk about it, because before it was like, ooh, well, kind of, but not really, you know what I'm saying.